We have fantastic brands, industry-leading brands using Prompt all over the world. We need to tell that story now and share that, those insights and share why they're using us and the benefits that they're getting from Prompt. There are payment link solutions out there growing very rapidly right now. Um, but for Prompt, it allows those larger enterprises to be able to more effectively streamline their payment process with Prompt as a SaaS platform. We say it's built for teams, and it is. You know, we provide a much more effective way to report on these payment requests, to track and provide alerts on when they're paid. We offer that branded um, experience for the customer. It's not just a payment link that we send. It's more embedded in the, the business's brand. You're listening to Leaders in Payments and Fintech, a podcast brought to you by Edgar Dunn & Company, the global payments and fintech consulting firm. Coming to you from the City of London, I'm your host, Martin Kodrish. And in this series, I'm meeting with leaders and practitioners across the industry to find out what it takes to bridge the gap between strategy and execution. My central question is, how can we commercialize and bring the benefits of ever deeper new technology to market in what continues to be a highly regulated industry? So do join me and please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify or your podcast platform of choice. And do feel free to make contact and say hello, send me an email or reach out to me on LinkedIn and I look forward to hearing from you. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to be joined by Lorraine Fahey, Chief Marketing Officer at Paytech Prompt. Prompt is a leading SaaS platform that enables businesses to request, collect and track remote payments from customers with secure and personalized payment links that can be sent via email, text as well as from within chat and messaging apps. Customers are then given the choice to pay by card or by account-to-account bank transfer, which leverages new open banking technologies. In our conversation, Lorraine expands on the company's growth journey to date and plans for the US market. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Lorraine Fahey from Prompt. Lorraine, it's great to see you here today on the podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Martin. And thank you for inviting me to, to join your podcast. Uh, it's a pleasure on my side. So we're going to talk about Prompt, the business. But before we do that, perhaps you could say a few words about yourself uh, and your background. Sure. Okay. So um, my current role is CMO with Prompt. And I suppose my journey to Prompt started off over, gosh, in the late 90s, I began working with a within the telecoms industry, really exciting industry at the time at the dawn of SMS and uh, worked in telecoms for got to 20 years and about six years ago uh, left telecoms for the world of banking and joined a an Irish-based company called CR2 who offer a digital banking platform across Africa, Middle East and Asia. And then just six months ago, um, joined Prompt as their CMO. So really, I suppose, at the thread from the late 90s to today is really working with exciting industries that are going through huge change um, with their ecosystems, I, I suppose, really changing quite quickly um, with a lot of, uh, yeah, with a, with a lot of end market entrance taking place. Um, so, yeah, I'm with Prompt now for six months and really, really enjoying the role. Great. So I have around 10 questions on Prompt and, and, and your role. Um, let's see how we go. Um, the first one really is to explain you know, the Prompt business, what does Prompt do and then who for? Sure. So first of all, the name Prompt uh, is a fantastic name, by the way. It's it's We enable businesses to quickly send a payment request, a prompt payment request. And 
that can be sent over SMS, over email or over WhatsApp, could be part of web chat. And that allows the business to easily collect payment from their customers. So the customer uh, through 3D Secure and so on are able to complete their, their payment details. And we transit that message to the payment gateway for processing. Um, so, you know, there's those three easy steps that so we send a payment request, we collect payment, and then we also report on that payment um, from a volume point of view. We we pr we provide a lot of comprehensive management and alerting rep and reporting around the functionality of all of those payment requests that are being sent out for the business. Um, let's just explore a bit more around the actual problem that you're looking to solve and 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 and, and your customers. What 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 are the problems that they're facing and how does your your product and solution address that? Yeah, so there's many, many situations where as a customer, you'll call a business and you'll be asked to call out your car details over the phone. So the scenario could be making a reservation at a hotel or calling a car garage to pay for your service before you pick it up. Or it could be to call the car dealership and put a deposit on a new on a new car. And you're asked over the phone to call out your car details. And for the customer, there's that discomfort of calling out your your long your the long number, your expiry date, and all the rest. Um, and for the merchant themselves, there's a lot of challenges that's uh, you know attached to that. So there's GDPR, there's compliance issues that they need to be able to um, adhere to in how they sensitively manage the personal data. Um, there's a cost implication, so it's it's typically more expensive to process the payment in that way and down the road it also leads to a greater instance of uh, chargebacks and, and fraud which hits the bottom line effectively and overall I suppose it's really that they're not providing that uh, digital payment experience that the customer would enjoy pretty much everywhere else in the payment ecosystem. All right so I'd love to hear a bit more about the background to the, the business uh, you know is a is a uh, ongoing growth story but perhaps you can just uh, Tell me how it all started. And I know you've had some pivots during COVID. What have you been interested yeah. in? That. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Prompt started in 2018 with an MVP where we worked with a small number of uh, hotels and quickly started to grow within the hospitality space. And they began to account for approximately 75% of our revenue back then. Then with COVID hitting and affecting the hospitality industry, we were able to quickly look at other sectors that were adopting prompt. And we now have a much healthier mix. Um, so our verticals would include hospitality, hardware, and uh, builders merchants as a sector is a really strong sector for us, the luxury retail sector, and also the automotive sector. So we have a much more healthier mix now that are using prompt and lots and lots of growth out there. Um, we see UK and Ireland as our main markets right now, but huge growth for the US and, and Canada is presenting itself right now, as well as other some other markets we're testing right now. Well, what is the the, the value? I mean, let's, let's just drill into the, the the value that your customers see in in the solution. I mean, you you know, you mentioned earlier on it was GDPR, um, and then there was a COVID value proposition around taking payments remotely. But well, currently, in those different sectors that you mentioned, what are the customers actually valuing so much about the the prompt solution? There are payment link solutions out there, growing very rapidly right now. Um, but for Prompt, it allows those larger enterprises to be able to more effectively streamline their payment process with with Prompt as a as a SaaS platform. And we do that because we really we say it's built for teams, and it is. You know, we provide yeah. 
a much more effective way to report on these payment requests, to track and provide alerts on when they're paid and be able to support a multi-geographic uh, business. Um, and I suppose consolidating all of those payment requests in an easy to use uh, dashboard and, and management a dashboard for, for our uh, co- customers. That's really the benefit they would generate from it, you know, as well as being a much more sophisticated payment link solution. So we offer that branded um, experience for the customer. It's not just a payment link that we send. It's more embedded in the, the business's brand. So you touched on that, that that particularly interesting word, embedded finance, right? I mean, is that is that part of the proposition? So the, can you just expand on that point, you know, both in terms of embedding it in the brand, but also in the user experience? Yeah, and it's so important to be able to provide a frictionless experience for the right. customer. And we've, I suppose, to draw an example on our recent innovation of open banking payments. So that was something where there was huge friction around cumbersome bank transfers, for example. So we're replacing that now to be able to send a customer um, with three clicks, a customer can effectively pay something using their bank account. And so so frictionless is really important, that experience where, you know, we're, we're, we're just providing really instant account-to-account payments in the open banking situation. And mm. yeah, that's that's really important. And it's it's really is an extension of the customer's brand that they're able to provide that seamless payment journey. And the open banking piece is really interesting, right? So I understand yeah. you can actually calibrate control when card is used, when open banking solution is being used. And there's a there's there's that the control element which I think is really appealing. Yes, and and customers love that. Um, our clients really embraced our we call it our payment orchestration capability. So right. we can decide, or we allow the merchant to decide if they're uh, selling something over a certain threshold. They can present either op- uh, open banking, what we call our pay by bank solution, or if it's under a certain threshold, it may be more uh, effective for a card payment. And that means for them, you know, for the higher ticket value items, they're not paying those pay card processing costs, which are very significant for the merchant. Um, we can also decide as a default for customer adoption to help pay by bank uh, adoption. We can present pay by bank as your first um, button on the payment right. screen. And that we have seen has encouraged um, a greater adoption. You know, the smaller things that the weak, mm. subtle things that we're doing around the the UX that helps adoption in, in that in that case let's move on to my next question which is around partners um yeah from a marketing point of view to what extent do you work with partners as a, as a sales channel uh, versus direct sales partners have yeah the partners have been hugely important to prompt and our growth story to date so we would typically work with about 15 of the world's largest payment gateways they could be WorldPay, Global Payment, Freedom Pay, Barclay Card, JP Morgan Chase, and, and many, many more. And we have, uh, you know, grown with them in the sense that they refer business to us. So they may offer a payment link solution, but it may be a very basic payment link solution. And so for some of their clients, particularly in luxury retail or, um, you know, if it's a very large enterprise client, they may want a little bit more than that. So Prompt is is the perfect example um for them to to refer to so we have really grown with them it's important we support them um and we work with them uh, you know in a in a sales and a marketing context to identify more and more opportunities that we can grow with them um but it has been a really important uh, part of our our growth strategy to date 
Okay, next question. I mean, again, with your CMO hat on. Yeah. Going forward, um, what what would you say are your priorities? So when I started my my role in Prompt about six months ago, I wanted to address the initial priorities um, and and put in place some foundation blocks that would help growth in 2023 and beyond. So we initially, for example, brought in HubSpot as lead nurture pro- uh, platform. Um, we aligned ourselves with a, a media agency to help um, amplify our news in, in, in the markets that we're operating in. And we... You know, that has led us now to 2023, where my key focuses are really two, two, co- two focuses. One is to really build the brand this year. That's really, really important for us. And number two is to fill the funnel. So lead gen is, is, is a critical right. uh, priority for us from a, looking at it from a direct um, uh, route to market. And they go hand in hand. And, um, you know, that requires us to work with industry analysts to, you know, leading voices in the in the payment industry and I suppose really f- vocalizing our customer insights that we're learning within open banking and, and establishing ourselves as a thought leader um, in open banking in particular. And, and really also just stressing how, you know, for me, when I when I joined, it was like a story that needed to be told. We have fantastic brands, industry-leading brands using Prompt all over the world, but we need to tell that story now and share that, those insights and share why they're using us and the benefits that they're getting from Prompt. And, and that will be gradual over time, but that's that's definitely a key focus. And then besides that, is is reaching out and trying to um, introduce more leads into our funnel and, and uh, support the sales team in, in their efforts. In terms of building the brand and your customers, how, how are you going about accessing them, um, reaching out to those customers? Yeah. Lots of experiments, really. Um, right. we, we, I'm a big fan of experiments, see what works. Um, right. And we we adopt a number of, of channels, really. So there's obviously these partners that I mentioned, but then on a direct route to market, we really focus on our four uh, verticals. We are aligning ourselves more and more with the professional bodies and associations within those verticals and then using the traditional methods like outbound email campaigns and so on Um, and also looking at emerging uh, you know topical tools such as AI you know and how that can use us how we can use that and embrace that from a lead gen perspective and compare it to the human touch see what is working and and constantly test and test and see what works and what doesn't work. You mentioned on the topic of experiments. I think in our prep call, we mentioned, you know, the, your your view is all very well doing experiments, but obviously you need to track and monitor KPIs, right? Yes, yes. Be absolutely uh, oh, clear about what experiments are working in the ROI model, et cetera. Can you just... We have to be learn? ruthless. Yes, mm. we have to be ruthless when it comes to KPIs. We have to be... And they, may, they keep us honest. So, mm. you know, we may feel that this way of working or this or doing this will be great but really we have to measure it and be, and that will keep us honest and and every month we have a very rigorous set of KPIs that cover everything from um brand development brand engagement in the market and um, to right down then to the lead gen and and within the lead gen you know where's where's what's the source of our leads coming in what how, how much value are we adding to the pipe drop pipeline mm. um and then looking in more granular detail what's our conversion rate lead to call lead to deal opportunity and lead to win 
and looking always at what's the most effective route to market then retrospectively so that we know what to do next month and what to do less of. Um, that's a really important um, uh, goal for us that we stick to our KPIs and we look at what our benchmark is and what our target mark, what our target number is, and make sure that we're hitting those every month. Um, uh, next question. I'm, I'm personally just curious how you talk about your business. I mean, how do you refer to yourselves? Do you view yourself as a tech company or a payments company or a fintech company or a SaaS company? Yeah. So I suppose the label we would assign ourselves is that we are a pay tech company. We have a SaaS product. We're within the payments industry. But really, for me, I don't think customers, our customers need to know what our label is. I think that's important when we're um, part of a conversation within the payments ecosystem. And, you know, if we are categorized by within the industry, where we where are we placed? But the customer um, really doesn't need to not that they that they need to understand but they it doesn't matter to them what matters to them is that we're solving problem that they have yeah. or that they un, to educate them that there's a better way to do something than the way they are doing it today mm-hmm. and what are those tangible benefits that they will get as a, as a result of using prompt and the problems that, that we're, we're solving for them so they they see us as we're in the payment space um but i don't think it matters that we're fintech or paytech but we would ourselves we would label ourselves as a pay tech building on that question around kind of education what's your view on the role of customer education with regards to uh, prompts um, products how much education is required yeah there's two answers to that in the first one the first one i mean it is an early market still right and you know it's funny if i go back to just the payments industry for a moment you know we've seen huge innovations in payments in general particularly triggered by covid over the last number of years with regard to you know the emergence of digital wallet and contactless and cardless payments yeah. qr codes but but our um very significant area of payments was is traditionally called the moto mail order te- telephone order right. uh, sector and that accounts for a really, really significant portion of payments. So, for example, it's it's it accounts for six hundred thirty billion dollars in the US. It accounts for sixty eight billion in the UK. And for us, you know, that sector of payments, our customers are doing something they've done for years, and they that we need to educate them that there is a better way. So there is, you know, it's not a it's not a they don't see it yet as a huge problem. So we have to educate them that, yes, there are lots of challenges in how you're doing this and there's a better way. So there's that education element to that. Um, I think the second part of the answer is around open banking payments. And I think um, there there is an educational piece there that we work hand in hand with our customers to help educate the end customer to understand what this new payment method is and how it works. And that may in practice practice may mean we we create some collateral that they're able to uh, share with the client to make them understand and help them understand how this works and, um, you know, not to be afraid of it and so on. And there is that element of adoption. But we have seen, you know, surprisingly, and we thought that customer adoption may have been slower than it actually is for open banking payments. But our insights are showing that, particularly with the way payment orchestration has has been embraced by our clients, that the end customer adoption has been very strong. So it is it isn't as challenging as we initially thought it would be but we will still stand to support our clients who do need to who do need to or do want to work more closely with our customers to educate them and just to clarify perhaps i should have 
asked this earlier on, but is your solution mainly B2B or B2C or both? So our customers within the hotel, within the automobile, that, that's usually typically B2C is how they're right. transacting. Um, we we may get instances, you may get instances, and it's particularly in the hardware sector where it's B2B. Mm. Um, it could be a builder that's actually calling up the, the builder suppliers buying their uh, hardware supplies. So that's B2B. Um, but so it's a mix of both. And we do see as open banking payments um, rolls out further and, and adopts more, I suppose, at a mass market level, I think it'll be more B2B. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So starting to wrap up my, my questions, just going forward, your growth. I mean, we touched on this earlier on, just around you know, growth opportunities. And I think um, you're exploring other markets. So our, our strongest market uh, today is the UK. We're also a very strong in Ireland, but we are extending our customer presence in the US and in Canada. And we are, you know, applying additional resources uh, in terms of people and also spend in terms of marketing spend and so on to North America in particular. So we see a huge potential growth opportunity. For example, if you look at just hotels, as as a as an industry in itself, there's over 130,000 hotels in in the US. So that does present significant opportunity. And beyond that, there are there are more vec, uh, verticals that will be interesting for us. We hope to uh, work with our partners in the US. Um, Freedom Pay is very strong in hospitality. We've World Pay, we've Global Payments, and also J P Morgan Chase, and more. Who who will we will work very closely with to. Um, work on the opportunities that are emerging there. Side by side to that, we will also look at, uh, I suppose, smaller pilot tests to see what other markets are interesting for us. So, for example, Australia, perhaps, or the Middle East, perhaps. So we will do some more, as I would say, under the radar tests to see how um, the how the appetite or the interest is for prompt in those markets and then, you know, adjust accordingly. But Certainly for now, it's US into Canada, as we see as a very significant growth market for us. And on the branding side, perhaps you just expand on to what extent you, you, you know, you're offering white label or versions of that. So I say when I say branded payment requests, what just to tease that out a little bit, what I mean is, you know, when a hotel would send an email to their guest it with with prompts payment request it's branded as their hotel brand what is the launch plan for the us we've just come back um our ceo and um donald mcginnis and and adam ball has just returned from las vegas where they were at the national hardware show so lots of learnings that coming back from there and donald two weeks previously was at the uh the nrs in new york the retail show so um we are picking up a lot of learnings on the ground I think we'll also learn a lot with working with our partners locally in the US and in Canada. Um, and we are also doing some um, outreach marketing campaigns to test the the, the appetite uh, in a direct way. So there's lots of different ways we're doing it. And But over time, we will grow the team where there's resources signed 100% to the US. And whether they are US-based or Canada-based, that's where we see our, our team growing um, over the coming months. Perfect, Lorraine. Thank you very much for your time today. Just perhaps you can just let us know how we can contact you. Um, what's the best way of reaching out to you? My contact details, you can get me on LinkedIn or you can get me email directly at uh, lorraine.fahy, F-A-H-Y, at prompt.com. That's P-R-O-M-M-T.com.
Perfect. Thank you very much. It was lovely to be part of it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To hear more interviews, please do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your podcast platform of choice. It helps and means a lot. Also, I welcome any questions, ideas, or suggestions, so feel free to make contact and say hello. Reach out to me on LinkedIn or at edgardunn.com. You can send me a message there, or you can email me on martin.coderish at edgardunn.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I will see you next time.